Hello, I'm Martin Park. You can call me Coach. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I'm going to cover three things that you can consider implementing into your current diet and lifestyle that if you do, they will markedly improve your overall level of well-being and satisfaction. And these are things that you can add in or adjust within your current lifestyle as opposed to take away. And in my experience, adding in or simply adjusting what you are already doing to achieve the result that you want is always better than taking something away to achieve the same result. An example of this would be, if you were trying to lose weight and you were following a strict diet, but you liked going out for drinks or a big meal with friends on a Saturday night, which was adding in around 1,000 unnecessary calories, to negate that, I could either tell you to stop doing that for the next three months while you were following your diet, or to add in two extra walking sessions of one hour each on the weekend and continue to enjoy your Saturday nights. I know which version I would rather do. In relation to health and wellness, Inclusion or modification is in most cases always a better option than exclusion. And these recommendations apply regardless of whether you are trying to lose weight, maintain weight or gain weight. So they are well worth considering if you are looking to improve and in some cases supercharge your current diet. These three recommendations are all related in some way to the way you go about structuring your meals. They are meal size, what is the magic formula or combination, meal frequency, how many times a day should you eat, and meal timing, how far apart should they be, and should you eat specific foods at specific times. And while to some people these things may not appear to be that important, the truth is, in relation to our overall nutritional well-being, they are part of the ingestion, digestion, absorption, assimilation, and egestion cycle, which makes them extremely important. Recommendation number one, meal size. When it comes to how big or small your various meals should be throughout the day, there are lots of conflicting views on what is the right and best way to eat. But the truth is, like everything else in this category of diet advice, and by that I mean the trying to force everyone into the one box complete waste of time category of diet advice, there are really no hard and fast rules. Which is not a problem because what there really is are personal preferences that are specific to your current situation at this point in time. So you are an adult. And as such, I'm quite sure that you are capable of deciding for yourself what meals you would like to be bigger or smaller or the same. And let's face it, this will probably change over time, but for now, all you need to do is sit down and work it out for yourself. And this is how you would do that. Let's say you like to eat three meals a day. Great, three meals it is. As long as you get your calorie balance right, then which is the biggest or the smallest or the mediumest, mediumest isn't a real word, but you get the point, then it is completely up to you. If you like to start the day with a big meal followed by a couple of smaller meals, then do that. If you like to eat a light breakfast followed by a big lunch, then a more modest dinner, then do that. If you exercise at a particular time and you like to eat big after that, or small after that, then do that. Do what you want, as it doesn't matter and it makes no difference other than the difference it makes to you. So don't give it any consideration other than making it fit into how you would like to eat at this particular point in your life. All you have to do is get the calorie and nutrient balance right to suit your particular requirements, then you can mix it up any way you wish. And by the way, if you don't know how to get your calorie and nutrient balance right on your own, then you would need to employ someone to assist with that, or alternatively, you could consider doing one of my short programs which you'll find on my website. Recommendation number two, meal frequency. How many times per day should you eat to maximize your health and wellness? 
Again, there are no hard and fast rules, just lots of opinions. There's the eat small frequent meals throughout the day camp. There's the miss breakfast and then eat two to three meals throughout the day camp. There's the only eat up until a particular time, then don't eat anything else for the rest of the day camp. And there's the blah, 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 and on and on it goes ad infinitum, who really cares? I've trained people who have eaten once a day, through to seven times a day, and they've all thrived as long as their fuel and nutrient requirements were being met. So you decide and base that decision on what you prefer, not what you have read or been told to. Recommendation number three, meal timing. There are two aspects to this. Aspect one is, should you eat specific foods at specific times so as to enhance performance and function, whether that is pre-something, post-something, or during something? And aspect two is, based on how many meals per day you are eating, how far apart should each meal be? In relation to aspect one, should you eat specific foods at specific times? The simple answer is yes. If it makes you happy, then go right ahead. How and what you do would depend on your specific situation and what you are trying to achieve. This can be a complex thing to get right, so unless you have sufficient knowledge of your own, then I would recommend doing this with the assistance of a diet and nutrition coach so that you can maximize its potential. Having said that, the actual difference that eating specific foods at specific times so as to enhance performance and function is probably under a 5% improvement, if that. If you are an athlete or someone who requires or relies on functioning at a maximum attainable level, then a possible 5% improvement could be worth the trouble and effect. But if you are just a regular human trying to improve your overall health and well-being via your diet, then I wouldn't recommend that you be overly concerned about it. And in some cases, it could actually make your situation worse. As an example, let's assume that you employed a diet and nutrition coach to work out and fine-tune all the variables of nutrient timing in relation to your lifestyle. And when they gave you their recommendations, you hated it. They were recommending that you eat specific foods at certain times with other foods at different times, and you hated all of it. So in this scenario, the possible 5% improvement would have to be weighed up against what possible percentage of decline you would experience by forcing yourself to eat in a way that you hated. My recommendation is, for most people, I wouldn't concern myself with it at all. In relation to aspect two, based on how many meals per day you are eating, how far apart should each meal be? Unless you have to eat very frequently due to a medical problem or medical advice, then I would recommend that you space your meals out at least three hours apart. What this means is, once you have completed your meal, other than liquids, you do not consume anything at all for at least three hours. There are multiple benefits to this. In terms of digestion, eating your meals spaced apart throughout the day can allow the digestive system to fully process and absorb the nutrients from each meal before the next one is consumed. Additionally, it gives the digestive system a break between meals, which may improve overall digestive function. Plus, training yourself to only eat at the specified times you have decided upon helps with keeping a close control over your total calories and nutrients, of which both are extremely important in ensuring adequate daily nutrition and avoiding any unnecessary weight gain. It is also possible that eating food soon after a meal could cause incomplete digestion of the previous meal and allow for the passage of undigested food, bacteria or pathogens from the stomach into the intestines. This could potentially increase the risk of gastrointestinal issues and infections. So there are a number of potential benefits to following this recommendation. And other than having to apply a bit of willpower and discipline in the beginning, there are no downsides to doing it. So I would lock it in. These are my three recommendations in relation to meal planning. If you take the time to work out your own likes and preferences with your meal sizes, meal frequency, and meal timing, 
and then implement those so that they become your new normal, then from an holistic perspective, your health and well-being will greatly benefit by this as you will no longer be trying to force yourself into following a system that doesn't fit you. I thank you for listening and I look forward to spending some time with you again. Bye for now.